What's unfolded? Episode seven of season two. I'm your host, Eric. Main man right there, Ron. Nope. How are you? The other way. Wrong way. way. There you go. (laughs) How are you? Good, 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 my friend. Uh, So, as usual, the sports world has given us a ton to unfold. So, we are just going to dive right in and and start right off with the uh, Super Bowl 56. Now that it's in the books, we're going to talk about the Los Angeles Rams defeating the Cincinnati Bengals 23-20. to And uh, overall, your thoughts on the game. Matthew Stafford should be on the screen with a, with a nice trophy so that you could see. Yeah, I was stirring look, my my strawberry watermelon. Oh, look at you, buddy. Look at you, strawberry watermelon. So Matthew Stafford obviously uh, won the Super Bowl. Yep. Super Cup named MVP. Yep. Your initial thoughts on the game itself, um, what you saw, what you liked, what you didn't like. Look, I thought it was a great game. I loved the game. Um, you know, it was – my heart goes out to to the Cincinnati players because they played a great game. Um, I didn't – look, I didn't think that it was going to be that good defensively. But it was it was I think they played both teams played very well defensively, especially thought, with the yeah. weapons that they have on offense was was it was pretty good. I do. Yeah. have to say. Initially, uh, when we did our Super Bowl uh, preview show. You started to look at the Cincinnati Bengals defense as a possible weakness. And to me, they stepped up. They oh, looked like they ever they looked like a very good team defensively. Uh, held, uh, I mean, Akers only had, I think, 21 yards rushing on 15 carries. They could, yeah. they, LA could not run the ball. Yeah, no, they they stuffed that run. Um, to me, what I learned from this, it looks like Cincinnati might be two players away from from being able to win the Super Bowl next season. One, an offensive lineman, and two, maybe another defensive back. To to shore up the yeah, um, secondary. the secondary. So I I was I agree with you. I think the game was phenomenal. I thought they played yeah. a really good game. I thought the referees allowed them to play. And the yeah. only point, the only problem I had is in about with six minutes left, the referees decided they were going to get involved in the game. Yeah, and it really bothered me because the whole game I'm calling penalties as I'm sitting on the couch. That's a penalty. That's a nope. They let it go. And then they made decisions late in the game. Some yeah. were penalties, some were not. Yeah. Which I think ultimately helped the Rams win this game. Yeah. So I would, if I had to say there was one downfall to the game, it would have been that. But um, I mean, overall, if you look at it, Stafford, decent game 26 for 40, 283, three touchdowns, two interceptions. Again, I mentioned Ake is only getting about 21 yards. Cup. Eight receptions, 92 yards, the two touchdowns. To me, when Odell Beckham Jr. went down, mm. it looked like he was going to be a difference maker in this game. You could see that Cincinnati was going to gear their defense more towards Cup, and it was going to allow Beckham to have some one-on-one opportunities. Unfortunately, he got hurt. He did have the one touchdown. At least he got to score in the Super Bowl. Tough break for him. I he actually got... felt bad for him there. Because yeah. like, he didn't get to be out there. You know, and he wanted to be, you know, out there for it all. You know, yeah, you saw he his wanted emotions. to be the reason why they won. Yeah, you saw his emotion once they won the game. 
and him yes. crying on the sideline, like it was something he had been waiting for a long time. Right. And, uh, you know, he's had a bad rap. Some self, uh, you know, inflicted and others not. But to me, again, he, he seemed to have at least bounced back this year. Looked like he yeah, was yeah. a player with the Rams. Uh, and unfortunately that happened. We also discussed on Sunday before the game, the offensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals. So the Rams did have seven sacks in the game, two by Donald, two by Miller. So what we said was going to happen, basically they took over in the fourth quarter. That offensive line played well for three quarters. In the fourth quarter, they definitely had some breakdowns. And then that final play, Donald, man on a mission. Yeah, that's why I said they need an offensive lineman during the offseason. And, and you look at the two positions that they need. They can get both of them and still have plenty of room under the cap. You know, I, these are all young players. Yeah, they're working so on a lot of them yeah. are not costing them a lot. And they might be able to get that offensive lineman through the draft. So they don't, they don't necessarily have to go out and spend huge money on an offensive lineman because they might be able to get that in the draft. Yeah. Yeah. So um, defensive back want, though, they should spend. Yes. Yes. I uh, wanted to talk a little bit about uh, obviously the Bengals and what, how they're performing. So Joe Burrow, a little scary with that knee. We almost thought he, uh, he blew out the other knee. He could be the next offensive uh, Andrew Luck. That's a great comparison, Manny. Thanks for joining. But I, to me, yes, Andrew Luck retired a lot earlier than he probably should have, just based on the yeah. fact that he was getting beat up. <laughs> so yep. Burrow could Burrow could turn into that if they don't make the right decisions with the offensive line. But Joe Burrow, twenty-two at thirty-three, two sixty-three, one touchdown. Mixon, seventy-two uh, yards on fifteen carries and a passing touchdown. And then Higgins, to me, four receptions, a hundred yards, two touchdowns. Even though one should have been a pass interference and didn't get called. Mm-hmm. They held the Rams defense held Chase as much as we made Ramsey got burned. Chase to five receptions for eighty nine yards, no touchdowns. That to me was a difference as well. Chase, yeah, that's, that's a that's a that's a winning situation for the Rams. You you held him under a hundred yards and held him off the board, and that's and his that guy. is big. That was his guy. You would assume he was going to go to him a number of times, and they were, wasn't able to get the ball. And- and on the other, the flip side, you got to feel good if you're Cincinnati that you were in that game without him being a factor. Yeah. So it's great on the flip side. Look, like Cincinnati should be a team to be reckoned with for the next, you know, four years. I mean, they have the young talent and – you just put more pieces around this team. Yeah, look out. Look out. And if you don't think the fans are going to be there day one next year, yeah, the, they're going to be packed. They definitely gained some thing. fans after this. They they definitely gained some fans. And I wanted to talk really quick about their defense. They forced two turnovers with the two interceptions and then two sacks as well. So even on the defensive side, they, they looked good. It was a good game. 23-20, as an NFL fan, it's all you could ask for. This postseason has been phenomenal when it comes to these games. So I was really excited about that. I heard a stat, though, and you're you're probably going to appreciate this stat. The last 16 quarterbacks who lost their first Super Bowl that they went to never went back. 
So wow. if that's the case, wow. that means Joe Burrow is one and done. Oh, wow. 16 of them? 16 in a row now. Wow. That's an interesting stat. <laughs> right? When I heard it, I go, what, really? And then you start to list some of the names, but then a Donovan McNabb. He got to the one against the Patriots, never made it again. Kerry Collins, you know, but again, that's, you know what I mean? You're, you're talking about, there were some bad teams in there, but there were also some good quarterbacks that just didn't get back again. So remember that. It just goes to show you how hard it really is. To, to get there like and then to repeat or to even get back. Yeah. I think it might be the second most difficult sport to get back to it. I think number one is, you know, the NHL. It, like, it's so grueling, you know, to go and get to the Stanley Cup. And yeah. it's no different in the NFL. It is hard because it takes toll on your body. It's not like, you know, playing yeah. baseball and you have a stacked a team and they stay yeah. stacked for, like, several years. It's, it's different, different because – the body, body takes, takes the toll, the and especially when you have linemen, those are where in the trenches, when you're constantly going into the playoffs, and you know, any Patriot will tell you, you know, they, they've been back there so many times, yeah. it, it, it's hard to, to get up. That's why, you know, the, the only player that really has gone to all of them, you know, is Tom Brady <laughs> because the other players just can't last. Yeah. It's hard to to keep that that yes yeah, sustain sustain it for that long. Yeah, you can't, you can't. So and just sneaky news on the back end of it. Donald is talking retirement now. He's talking about they're going to try to run it back. So is McVeigh. I think that retirement talk um, might be out the window. They're probably going to come back. Yeah, you know, and I, and I got a feeling that. Odell Beckham is might he's gonna be resign the reason. Them. He's going yeah, he's absolutely gonna resign with them. I have no doubt in that because he wants to be part of it. And I think those players that and coaches that we're mentioning yeah. are the reason why they're rallying around yeah, him. I could see it. I could see it. Like they they gelled so well and and I gotta I gotta give the credit. To the coaching staff. Yeah, McVay did a they great made job. It, they made it. They made it so that it's like family. And if that doesn't remind you of what the Patriots do, I mean, now we might be talking about Ram Nation. You know, you know, winning the Ram way. You know, because yeah. they're so tight knit group now. It's because you can see it when they're talking to each other. Or doing an interview and somebody runs by. Yeah. It's just different. It's different. It's yeah. not all about get, me. It's all about us. And I'm glad you brought up the coaches, Seth, because you think about the egos that could have come out of this when they signed all these players and they brought in all these names and people were criticizing yeah. them if they didn't win it. And yep. they, McVay was able to keep that team together and end up winning the Super Bowl. So yeah. great job to the, to the Los Angeles Rams. Congratulations. 2022. 21-22 champions of the NFL, and now we're on to a new season. So we're going to discuss in the NFL 
the New England Patriots. So they've had a ton of coaching changes and personnel moves this offseason. Should there be cause for concern? So obviously Josh McDaniels, our offensive coordinator, has gone on to coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. He also took Mike Lombardi, who was our wide receivers coach, Carmen Priscillo, who was our offensive line coach, and Bo Hardigree, who was our quarterback's coach. All went to Vegas. Ivan Fears, who's been with the team 30-plus years, I think 32, uh, before even Belichick, is there's a strong feeling that he's going to retire. He just hasn't officially announced it yet. So that's five coaches from the offensive side of the ball. How concerned are you? Um, I'm only concerned in two of them. Obviously, Josh McDaniel leaving and quarterback coach. And that is strictly because it's Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, look, receivers coach, I'm not concerned because, frankly, that's not a big loss. Yeah, Troy Brown's probably going to step into that role. Right, and I have no problem with that because he's a blue-collar receiver. I would have a problem if it was, you know, a, a diva receiver you know what i'm saying yeah like those like troy brown was a blue collar player and he's going to be able to grasp that position and coach better than you know an all-star so so to speak you know um so i'm not really concerned about that and i think troy brown would be great to put there um that might actually help some of the players that didn't play as well this year as we hoped. Yeah. Like an Al- Al- an Aguilar. <laughs> yeah. It could help. Um, yeah. It could help him a lot. And Jacoby Myers, of course, you know, he's going to learn that position from one of the one best of the- mm-hmm. that we could put on the field. Uh, in a Patriot system, absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. So, you know, so receiving coach, Bon voyage, because frankly, you know, we could be we could be better, you know, and uh, yeah, I I think I think uh, you know, offensive coordinator, you know, I, I look at Mac Jones, and I think Mac Jones is smart enough to to process a new offensive coordinator, and he's going to use what he learned from Josh McDaniels and get more input from, you know, whoever steps into that role, whether we like them or not. And we'll, I think we'll discuss that in a minute. And, and we'll, you know, won't have as big a deal on Mac Jones as Josh McDaniels did in his first year because he yeah. learned so much. And you can just see him processing everything. And I think we'll be fine with that. So the plays are right, I don't know. Yeah. So here's some of my fears. So some of the names that are being mentioned as possible replacements. Bill O'Brien, I'd be fine with, was in our system. I could work with. There's still rumors out there that he may come. Uh, he's not really sure if he wants to. So that's probably not going to happen. I've heard Adam Gase's name thrown out there several times. Please do not do that to me. If I have to watch that man and his offense, I am going to – I'm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we'll do Patriots post game shows. 
because it's going to be criticizing this guy. <laughs> That's all it's going to be. It's basically going to be degrade the Adam Gase show um, because that's how I feel that would go. Um, the man has ruined every single quarterback or team he's been on. Why that's even a possibility, I don't understand. And then they've also discussed the Joe Judge or Matt Patricia running the offense. They're coming. Not sold on that as well. Matt Patricia um, running offense? Yes. No. So no. I'm thanking on Bill O'Brien, to be honest with you. I think, look, Bill O'Brien crashed and burned in Houston. He needs he needs to come back to the Patriots if he ever wants to be a head coach again. That is the perfect opportunity for him. So, look, most time a coach second time around is going to be better as a head coach because you have to have the experience. You have to fail before you you know, accomplish great things. Like, hey, Bill Belichick had to go through it. He failed in Cleveland. Yeah. You know, so look, he learned a ton from that experience. And now he's probably the best coach to ever grace the NFL sidelines. So if Bill Bryan, Bill O'Brien wants to get back to head coaching, he would do this. He would come back, be an offensive coordinator, and after two years, he'll probably get another head coaching job. As a Patriot fan, I will say be concerned. That's a lot of change in one year. It is a lot, a lot of change. change. Um, but again, I, I, I just look at the, <clears throat> the team dynamics, and I think they'd be okay. I think they'd be okay. I'm a little concerned. Because even defensively, if you look at the coaching staff, I'm not 100% sold that the right – Coaches are in the right positions. Well, you can't change the defensive sense. coaches now because. No, I'm not. So at least if, you could say, if you could sit there and say, look, Bill's just going to have to focus more on the offensive side of the ball. We're pretty solid at defense. No changes. Coaching staff should be okay. It'd make it easier than me feeling like he's still going to have his hand in the defense. Obviously, he's going to be more involved in the offense this year because he's going to have to be. You're asking a lot of your head coach. If he doesn't get the right offense coordinator in there, to me, it's just going to end up being Bill Belichick trying to do way too much and probably missing some of those details that he normally was able to focus on in the past. Mm. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely should be, you know, on everyone's radar. Um, you know, he still has a lot of work to do with free agents on defense. You know, there, there's obviously a need for a better linebacker, you know, we definitely need something. And look, the Rams and the Bengals both made it with, you know, decent linebackers. They weren't great. But they also had other pieces that were, were a good. big part of why they were there. And we didn't get that this year in the playoffs. You know, our solid defensive line did did not turn out to be that way in the, yes. in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, and yeah. there's only so much J.C. Jackson can do, you know, if other players don't step up around him. Yeah. So they check do out have to adjust that. Yep. Check out Sports and Forward on uh, Facebook. We have a sports poll up for J.C. Jackson right now. It's over pretty overwhelming to re-sign him. 
not even to franchise him, to just re-sign him. So we'll have to see how that all turns out in the offseason. Yeah. They only have about $8 million to spend on the cap, so they're going have to have to play around with some money. So, our triple play. In honor of his airness, Michael Jordan and his birthday, he celebrated uh, number 59. We decided to have a triple play based on these three 40-point scorers in NBA history. So these three players have scored the most point, most 40-point games in the NBA. And that would be Wilt Chamberlain, Michael Jordan, and Kobe Bryant. Could you imagine those three on the same team? Oh, no, oh I my think, God. I, I don't, they'd be upset with each other because they'd be like, oh, well, I'm taking all the shots. No, I'm taking I'm not, all the shots. I'm not sure that you would need more than three players. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to decide who we cut, who we start, who we cut, and who we bench. And that probably not in that order. Start, bench, and cut. Yeah. Ron, you're up first this week, which I'm glad because yeah. I don't this was a tough one. I don't think it was that tough. For me. No? Okay. No. Um I mean, you'd be a fool not to start Michael Jordan. Like <laughs> I, like I couldn't look, Michael Jordan takes the backseat to no one. To no one. N- numbers are the same though. If you look at points, I, I don't game. care. I don't care. Okay. How Michael okay. Jordan? Like, okay, all right. It, uh, he's he, he's Michael. Okay. So um, who are you benching then? I'm benching Wilt. Okay. And I'm cutting. <laughs> I can't even say the words. Right? Isn't that crazy? Uh, I'm cutting Kobe. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I, I have to tell you. On what planet do you cut Kobe? Kobe Bryant. You know what planet? On Sports Unfolded Planet, because we both had that list exactly the same. Yeah, and I like you. <laughs> and, and I looked at it from from one second. So Michael Jordan's had 173 40 point or more games. That's insane. Wilt Chamberlain? 173. Wilt Chamberlain, 271. He had almost 100 more. <laughs> 40-point-plus yeah. games in his career than Michael Jordan. But Michael Jordan won 10 scoring titles to Wilt yes, Stedman. Yeah, so you look Wilt at played it a lot way. more. He played but longer. then Kobe was an 18-time All-Star, which beat the other two. Yeah. So it was it was, it was was very tough. But you got it right. You got that one. You nailed it. Yeah, no, it, it's – like I looked at the list and I'm like, am I seriously cutting Kobe? <laughs> Insane. Insane. When I said it, I'm like – Oh, I couldn't cut Kobe. Now, if you there. put LeBron in there in place of Will, that would that would have been easy for you. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. already know. I already know. So, keeping with the theme, let's talk some NBA. So, the NBA's All Star Game is this weekend. I know how you normally feel about All Star Games, but is there anything you're looking forward to this weekend? On the All Star Game, yes. Uh not really. <laughs> no. I, I I might hate the NBA All-Star game more than any other league, to be honest with you. Really? See? So, to me, I'm the Because opposite. there's absolutely no defense. There's no defense. It's like 170 like, to 166. That's the game. I, I think the entertainment factor of the NBA All-Star game is so much better. <clears throat> I do have to say, though, that they're they're right there on the court. And I think there, there is a little more 
fan interacting with the players that are, you know, courtside. And most of those fans are basically, you know, movie stars. But, you know, but there is a little bit of that. It's a little more personal. Um, and you kind of, you might be able to get to know some of these players if you're yeah. lucky enough. And, uh, you know, I mean, as far as, as far as that, the NBA does a good job with with that side of you know the game. They do they know how to market their players probably better than anyone. And they do it. Yeah. And so I, I like know who everyone the, is. The rising stars game. I think it's fun to see some of these young guys, some of these young players and what they're able to do. I've always liked the three point contest. So mm. I, I see that's what I'm saying. I like yeah. the activities around it. The slam dunk contest isn't the same, but you still don't know what you're going to get. So that's always got that excitement to it. The actual game itself is just pure entertainment. It's like watching a video game live. That, that I, that I can understand what you're saying is it's not the same with, uh, you know, some of the normal NBA games and what you get from it. But, uh, Let's talk. I'm having some major difficulties over here on my end. So I'm, as long as I'm not freezing. What's the problem? I can't. Everything's frozen right now on me. Um, You're not frozen. Uh, yeah, my screens are, though. So let me, uh, let's me. let move on to some basketball with Anthony Davis, who's once again hurt for the Los Angeles Lakers. He's reported to be out at least four weeks with a foot injury. Do you think the Lakers are going to make the playoffs? Do you feel like this could be the piece now that basically takes him out? Um, it could be. And, you know, I, I know I saw a commercial last time the, the Lakers were, were playing and they were advertising for it. And it's like, oh, LeBron and Anthony Davis, two of the five best players in the world. I disagree with that. I don't think Anthony Davis is one of the top five players. Um First of all, he's always hurt, and yes. being at that that young in his career, like it's just he's never gonna he's never gonna be the guy. It's like it's never gonna happen. Um, it's already passed him by. There's already several players yeah. that are already past him, and he never got to be the best player. <laughs> yeah, when he's healthy, obviously, right? He's one of the most dominant players in the league. Yeah, but, but he's never going to be again. Yeah. If you're gonna if you're gonna be fifty percent if or less to your team for the most part, so now at this point, look, they're ninth in the West uh, at twenty seven and thirty one, uh, four and a half games ahead of San Antonio and the Pelicans. That's for, terrible, right? So there's an opportunity here where these teams, if they get hot, uh, could possibly pass the Lakers and, and knock them out of the play in game. I don't I don't even see them getting through through the play in game. To be honest with you. No, that's what I'm saying. If they get to 11th, they're out. Yeah. And I know as much as you dislike them, you're asking a lot of a LeBron James, who's, again, one of the greatest players to ever play. Yeah. To carry a team that's this poorly assembled and now assume that he can carry them for the next four weeks without yeah. him getting some kind of injury. Well, the, the fact is, the longer he goes where he has to carry the team – the more worn out he's going to be by the time playoffs come. And if they do make that playing game, I don't know 
how long he can sustain carrying the team. Yeah. Look, those those legs aren't as strong as they used no. to be. And when you have to carry more and more weight. Each time. Yeah. And, and again, lot, yes, and you're look, right. Westbrook, Westbrook has been a mess, you know. I, it's just been a disaster. Yeah. It's, it's, and when are, when are these teams going to stop listening to who LeBron wants and stop building their team like the way they should? Like, there's only so much you can you can do. You know, you keep listening and listening and listening. You want to make them happy, but it's destroying your team. Yeah. They got rid of, if you think about it, a lot of young talent. Yeah. And when you do that and you get aging talent, that's what happens. Ultimately, the injuries start to creep in. They tie it towards the end of the year. And that's what you're starting to see, where some of these young kids that they got rid of are, are doing very well in their other locations. You know, Kuzman's yeah. doing well in Washington. You know, Brandon Ingram's done well in, in New Orleans. So yep. these are guys that they would have had on this team that, if you think about right now, would probably be a big factor for them. Yeah, and they'd be in a better position, you know, with LeBron because then he'd have some help. He's getting no help. So, you know... I mean, it's the writing's on the wall. Like every all these teams in the West, they're better. You know, Phoenix. You know, Golden State, Utah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Memphis, Denver. You know, they're all better. There's no chance of the Lake getting to a championship this year. There's no chance. Yeah. I agree. Zero percent. Agree. Once again, if you enjoy what you're watching, check us out every Friday night as we're live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. You can follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter, at Broadcasting RI on Twitter, Sports underscore Unfolded on Instagram. If you don't have time to watch, listen to us on our podcast on Amazon, Anchor, Google, and Spotify. If you're in Southeast Connecticut, check us out Tuesday nights, 10 p.m. on SEC TV. That's public access channel 12. We rebroadcast this on that uh, network. And then you can obviously tune in and check us out on a, on a Friday night if you want. We are fan interactive. We'd love to, to talk to our fans. If you jump in, we'll definitely chime in as well. Check us out. Join our Discord. So Rhode Island Broadcast Discord, Sports Unfolded Discord. Uh, we can definitely have some fun on that. We post a lot on there about uh, our charts, our predictions we do it all on there if you'd like to sponsor the show rhode island broadcasting.media at gmail.com send us a message and we will definitely reach back out to you it's less than a cup of starbucks coffee you can have thousands of eyes on your company and we'll gladly advertise for you and if you're joining us on twitch you know any bits or subscriptions would definitely be appreciated as well so let's look at some NHL. My man, my hockey guy, my main man of all hockey knowledge. <laughs> Blowing it up. Montreal Canadiens have traded Tyler Toffoli to the Calgary Flames. Do you think it's a good move for the Flames? Oh, God, yes. That's going to that's gonna bring so much to this team. Um, you know, just having a, a guy of, of that that can – Basically, go down that wing, straight lines, boom, into the opponent's zone, you know, 
cause problems in front of the net, you know, dig out pucks and, and he can, he has that scoring ability as well. So that is a huge addition to Calgary and they were the first ones to pull the trigger on a deal. And I think it was smart because now, like I said, on the, the hockey show, um, this gives them time to see what else they might need. You know, they, so Tyler- they, they have plenty of time to see what they need and maybe on defense or another forward, you know, in there as well. So, so basically he was traded for Tyler uh, Picklick, Emil yep. Heinemann, yep. uh, 22 first round draft pick and a 23 fourth round draft pick. Do you think they paid a little too much for him? He's kind um, of, I know Montreal is not a very good team. 10 goals, 17 assists so far, uh, minus eight on the plus minus uh, for the season. So obviously that might be a contributing factor of the team he's on. Yeah, to, yeah, Toffoli definitely um, will add to their their scoring ability. I mean, 10 goals being in Montreal without really anybody getting him the puck is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and... You know, as far as being a minus with that awful defense, everybody is going to be a minus. Yes. So, so yeah, I, I think that plus seventy four for his career. Player. So, yeah, he's yeah. going to be a plus player for Calgary in every way, every way. So here was an interesting fact as I was looking this up. So in two thousand fifteen sixteen was his best Jay at thirty one goals, twenty five assists. Right. His coach was Daryl Sutter. Yep. Who coached him for five years with the LA Kings. Uh, probably his best years he had was with LA. Yes. Currently the Calgary Flames head coach. So bringing him back, understanding the style yep. of play that, that Sutter wants to run. I think this is a great fit for them and it makes sense. It was a good move. Yes. Because and Calgary's in first place. So it's not like they're, they're, right. they're a struggling team. Right. Now Toffoli will be the embodiment of the Sutter family, you know, they're all, you know, nonstop, you know, go until you can't go anymore. And that is what Toffoli will bring to the table. And don't be surprised if he has an effect with Calgary, like Taylor Hall had last season for Boston. It's going to be almost identical. I know you had some other um, trade Rumors that uh, you've been researching. Uh, what else you got? Yeah, well, um, be on the lookout for the Islanders to make a couple of trades. Um, first of all, Chara is probably going to get traded. And you know every team is going to want a guy like Chara. Yes, he's older. Yes. But he's still tough. He's still a force to be reckoned with, especially on that defensive side. You know, the long reach, the, the size, he's not going to get, you know, pushed around at all. He's, he's tough as nails. And uh, there's going to be a lot of teams that need a good defensive defenseman. Like, he's not going to be lugging it up all the time, you yeah. know, and being an offensive threat anymore. But he still has that, that knockout shot. You know, he still has that great defensive presence and, and, and it can and make a team better his experience just if you think about from a playoff standpoint right. for a team that's in contention i mean would be 
uh, huge if they can right. pick him up. You know, they have Zach Parise, whose contract is going to be up at the end of the season. Um, could be, you know, a bottom six forward for, for a team. Uh, but I like Cal Clutterbuck as a picker. Some team, he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, unrest- unrestricted. And, you know, and it's too bad because he is pure energy. He hits everything that moves. And every team is going to want a guy like that to put on their fourth or third line. And that would be a guy to really look forward to. Um, I think every team is going to make a play for him. So it's just a matter of how much you're going to get, you know, you give up to get a guy like that. Like, you don't want to, you don't want to do something ridiculous. Like I have no first round pick for Clutterbuck. I mean, he's not going to bring, you know, ton of goals for you, but he can bring that energy and he'd make a good fourth liner for a team, say like Tampa Bay or Colorado or Florida. One of those Carolina. Yes. That's a player that those teams are going to want to go after. So, and Chicago, Fleury, do not be surprised if he gets moved um, because he's going to be, you know, free agent. And um, in Ottawa, Chris Tierney and Zach Sanford are both unrestricted free agents at the end of the year. And a team like Ottawa will trade away those pieces for something, most likely draft picks. So, so again, I, I think uh, we've, we're about a month away from the trade deadline. So, NHL, you'll see a lot of moves. This uh, so there's been a few. Uh, to your point, I know you're researching and keeping your eyes and ears open. Yep. So, uh, as soon as we get any details on any of these trades, uh, we'll yeah. break it. Uh, Ron's my hockey guru. I continue to call him. So he's always looking for an opportunity to yeah, find something out there. You look at two teams in particular that's going to want to probably make a move soon. And that is Washington and Boston because they've been struggling. And they're, you know, they're, they were hot for a while and now they're, they're struggling to get wins and they need to do something to change the momentum. And you can see those two teams Making a small move at first, uh, I could I could definitely see both of those teams to try to do something, and you know, it's going to happen one way or the other. So, those two teams I think will be within the next week or two. We'll we'll continue to cover this hockey NHL uh, trade deadline as it as it approach it gets even closer. Let's talk about the MLB though, which is surprising because again uh, the season. Currently is on strike, as we know, but there was some news off the field. Uh, Eric Kay was found guilty of distributing fentanyl to Anaheim Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs, who later died of an overdose. Uh, your thoughts on the whole situation? Well, I mean, obviously there there's a major problem. Because um, I can bet you that's probably not the only time. And the only player. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought that up because Matt Harvey, who had to testify, uh, actually said that he also had given Skaggs fentanyl in the past. And now Harvey, if he's picked up currently a free agent, they're basically saying he could face a 60-game suspension for admitting that he used. 
Yep. Um, that was that was just your career ender right there. Yeah. He's, not again, he's on the back end of his career. I'm sure that part of it. But if these guys didn't understand the seriousness of it, uh, to me, that some and even with Skaggs, uh, it's a sad story. Yeah. You know, and again, you had an individual that took advantage of it. But, you know, the day that he did overdose, I believe it was alcohol, the fentanyl. There was and there was another drug that he actually had taken. So these guys were honestly, you know, testing fate at some point. Uh, sad story, because, again, young kid, uh, young man had his you know, whole life ahead of him. Yeah. After baseball. And this individual, you know, obviously gave him something. The one positive, Eric Kay is uh, facing a minimum, a minimum of 20 years in prison. Yeah. After this. So, uh, again, it happened a couple of years ago, a story that, you know, just. We know about drugs in the sports world and especially baseball uh, with the 162 game season. Well, like I said, Eric, like you look at the situation. Okay. So now there's two players that are connected to Skaggs for getting him that. How many other players know and are getting it from these players that are offering it? Well, so, Eric Kay was a front office guy. Well, I'm just saying. You, so, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, from the organization. Knows, you know? Yeah, 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 from the organization so, alone. Like, So it's it's obviously not the only player that has received it because that doesn't make any sense. No. Like, it's not going to just be one player. No. So was... other players are involved, and, you know, it's whether or not Major League Baseball wants to dig and we know that. We know, yeah, we know how that's that going. Yes. Yes. Um, also, just a, a quick tidbit that just came out today, actually uh, probably about an hour ago, the MLB has announced that spring training has been delayed to at least March Big 5th. Surprise. Two sides are supposed to meet back on Monday to have some talks. Uh, so far in the last two, I believe it's been 20 minutes, the two meetings yeah. that they've had. It's been 20 minutes total. I, this is not getting fixed. No. Anytime. And once we get to that point in what I'd say about two weeks, when they push it back further, then that means the right start of the season game. is, yep. is delayed. Right games, yeah. So we, we're not going to cover a lot of Major League Baseball. We just felt that important about the uh, Tyler Skaggs story that we wanted to bring that up. Let's move on to our face-off as we're going to honor Michael Jordan again for his birthday. We are going to face off on would Michael Jordan have won any titles? Any would, titles? Or let's just say would he, he wouldn't win six. We already know that without Scottie Pippen as his teammate. And you are first this week, so you get to pick which side you'd like to. Would Michael Jordan win as many titles, we'll say it. How about that? As many titles without Scottie Pippen as his teammate. Oh, boy. Which way you want to go with this, buddy? Uh, I'm going to say he would. He would. So he would still win six titles Yes. without Scottie Pippen. Yes. Go ahead. Whenever you're ready. Okay. So this is what I figure. If, if, if he doesn't have Scottie Pippen, 
they're going to put somebody else there. Somebody else will get picked up from somewhere and put him in that spot. And if you're if you're going to get at least that from somebody else, I mean, you're still going to get the championships because it's not like Pippen was making all the shots to to win these championships. It was Michael Jordan, you know, distributing the ball for the most part. Um, whether you know it could have been you know any any of the numerous of point guards that they had was distributing the ball, you know, more often than not. So you put Michael Jordan on the floor, Scottie Pippen is better because he's going to be more open okay. than, than, you know, anybody else, you know, on the court for the other teams. So he's going, going to get, he's going to get that, that good look and the shot, the open shots because everybody's stuck covering Michael Jordan is so worried about him. So I think anybody that they get, because who are you going to get? You could have gone and you could have gotten maybe a Charles Barkley and he could have won a championship with them. Or you could go out and get somebody else, you know, from, from that era, Carl Malone. Would so, he wanted to play with, with Michael? So again, NBA was a lot different. There wasn't these super teams or building super teams. You weren't right. going to see that happen. Right. What I would say is this. Without Scottie Pippen, so they both came in basically around the same time. I just looked up when he was drafted as well. Yeah. Yep. To me, the the they formed that dynamic duo that honestly. Oh, I'm made not saying they didn't. I'm I can't see Michael that. winning as many titles. Oh, I he would not win six. He would. He would have played Pippen. longer. <laughs> and, he would have played look, more. Scottie Pippen's playoffs with the Bulls: eighteen points a game, seven, almost eight rebounds, five assists. Yep. Almost two steals. Yes. So again, he was a very big contributing factor to those. Oh, he was. I'm not saying he wasn't, but they would have ended up getting somebody else that could be in it, that role. It's that almost the same as it would Bill Belichick win as many titles without Tom Brady. Uh no, I don't I don't think it's the same. They needed each other. They need each other. Oh, I don't doubt that either. Scotty needed Michael needed Scotty, even though they didn't get along. He needed a player that can do that. Yes. Pick and roll, my friend. Pick and roll. This one, we have we are gonna talk some big names here. We've got some major names. Episode seven. We decided why not go with the all-time great number sevens. And those athletes are Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Mickey Mantle, John Elway, Nate Tiny Archibald, Pete Maravich. And Phil Esposito covered almost every sport. They were got a little bit of soccer, a baseball, football, basketball, hockey. Best yes, number so. sevens. So we want to see everybody out there that watches. When you watch the show and you get to this segment, we want you to put your order of how you have these players from yes. one to six. One to six. Six being the least. To one being the best. Yes. And you are up first. So at number six. At number six, which I was surprised of this. Maravich. 24.2 points. 4.2 boards and 5.4 assists. Five-time All-Star. Four-time All-NBA. Yeah. And 
scoring leader. Yeah, 76, Bucks. 77. Yeah. Those are great numbers. Yeah, very good. Great numbers. Very good. Missing one thing that you always rate a little higher. He didn't have a championship. Exactly. And that's why he's number six. Yeah. Number five. Number five, I have Tony Archibald. So far, I like what you have. 18.8 yeah. points for games. 7.4 assists. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he was a six-time All-Star. Five-time All-NBA. Yeah. Scoring leader once. And assist leader. Yep. And assist leader. Yeah. And one championship. Number five. Getting the numbers right. Good job. This is where it starts getting a little difficult. Yes, it was. Four down was. Um, number four, and I can't believe I'm putting John Elway there. Wow. I mean, 51,000 plus yards, 300 yeah. TDs, yeah. nine-time Pro, Pro Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. Um, one MVP and a two-time champion, John Elway, yeah. one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Was an exciting quarterback. Yes, he was. I, I, you know, I wasn't a Denver fan, but I was an Elway fan. Yeah. Number three, Ronaldo. Wow. Okay. Um, he's got ninety-five. International goals. He needs national competitive goals. Yes. Yeah. He needs fourteen more to tie the record, according to you know what stats we could get. Yes. Yeah. Soccer yeah, stats I know. Very I had, difficult I had, to get. had a tough time finding them. Yes. Okay. So, three-time best FIFA player, three-time best UEFA player. Two times Premier League Player of the Year, seven-time Domestic League Champion, five-time Champions League Champion. Like the yeah. list is Got long, it. unreal. Is long. And the only reason why I put him at number three because there's a lot of gray areas with soccer, going from one league to another, and. Me being the all sports knowledge that I am. <laughs> there we go. Yes. That's really yes, find it difficult how they keep changing leagues and all that. Yeah, and okay. it, it doesn't make any sense to me. But, okay. you know, so I had him at number three and, you know, it could have been number two. Okay. Definitely not number one. Okay. Number two, I have Phil Esposito. Hockey guy. I knew it. 717 goals. Yeah. 873 assists. Yeah. It's insane. It's insane. Eight-time All-Star. Uh, two times, five-time scoring leader. Five times. Two MVPs, and two Stanley Cups. Guy, very good. Was amazing. Very, very good. And that leaves number one. And this is like the second time I think doing pick and rolls where I actually had a Yankee at number one. 
Wow. See that? We're changing it little by little. Nope. No, you're not. Listen, um, hold on before you. So in Rocky Four, at the end, when Rocky, if you could change, I could change. We could all change. That's where we're at right now. We're changing you slowly. <laughs> no, it's okay. Wait till you have to wear those Red Sox. Yes, yes. Outfit. <laughs> the whole outfit. So number one, I have Mickey Mantle. Um, 2,400 plus hits. Only 536 home runs. Yeah, only. Yeah, <laughs> uh, only 1,500 plus RBIs. Mm. This was the. This was, this was not the first number that turned my head and made this an easy decision, but this is where it started. Twenty time All Star, right? Twenty, <laughs> 20 times. times. Isn't that insane? <laughs> Twenty times. He's a batting champion once. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> um, Gold Glove. Yeah. He also was a three-time MVP. Yes, sir. And the more cha- he had more championships than the rest of this list, except for Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, so he had times. seven championships. Yeah. Uh, he was clearly my number one on this. Um, it was a it was a battle for number two and three. The Mick. The Mick. All right. And then it was then it was the rest. I see. I see what you did. You basically almost copied my list, and then you, you got a little confused. So uh, I am going to tell you. Yeah, you went Ronaldo number two. Six, <laughs> Maravich. You're right. Right. No championships with the numbers. Yeah. I'm not going to read them. Tiny Archibald. Same thing at five. Elway. This is how I became. And this is this is Elway at four and Esposito at three. Right. And the reason why I put Esposito at three and not Elway. Elway's 11th all-time in passing yards. Esposito's 10th in points all-time. So I said he beat him. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, I and Esposito played further back. Yeah. So I, that's how I, I kind of went with that. So with Ronaldo at number two. Yeah. No, that's I, totally understandable. Like, I'd like I to had say, a tough time with those two. Yeah. 488 goals total. Again, yeah. 95 the national. Three national titles. Three Premier League titles, two La Liga titles, and two Serie A titles. Right. So, he, man, man can win some championships. Oh, he can. But I'll agree with you, Ray. And and on top of it, he's Portuguese. Little bias there. I'm Portuguese too. And so there you go. You should have put him at two. I'm Portuguese. Let's go, buddy. What are we doing? Um, like the, there's a lot of gray area with the <laughs> soccer leagues. I like. It's so confusing. Like you can't even it find is. good stats. It is because it is. I don't know what goes to what. Yeah, what leagues, what goals. Yeah, but that obviously, like you said, leaves Mickey Mantle. His numbers. Yet failed to mention Major League Player of the Year as well as a Triple Crown. And you know how excited. Oh I yes, I, I had it to the left. That's why right. I have it to the left. I have triple crown right anytime a triple <laughs> anytime i see a triple count for a hitter i i just love that phenomenal gold glove batting yeah. title seven world series ever. titles He's but the 20 all-stars when you saw that i saw it too i said 20 all-stars that's just phenomenal to go like, that me, long and be an all-star look, that long for me mickey mantle is way ahead of babe ruth sorry to say it but way ahead you just want to really i think the fans going i today. think I think Mantle was a better all-around player. And I put Mantle in the category with Willie Mays and with Hank Aaron. 
Okay. I love it. That's that's where I and Ted Williams. All right. So but we're going to talk. Williams didn't win championships. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's talk some Olympics. Olympics. I'm, I know you've been uh, watching uh, feverishly at uh, all the Olympics games that are going on. But we're going to talk right off the bat about the ROC skater, Camille Valevia. Is that so? Who failed to get a medal in the women's figure skating after the controversial drug tests earlier, and then possibly actually banning her from the from the games? Your thoughts on the outcome? Uh, tough, tough. You know, this is a this is a country that's already you know dealing with sanctions because they can't even have their own you know country name there because, uh, they have to because to, yeah. they've already been caught doing it many times. Yeah. You know, and many sports. And frankly, I don't believe any of the the medals that they're winning even are deserved, because I think they're, for the most part, been doping the whole time. So I, I looked at it from one aspect, though, and I, I agree with you on we can blame the country and the organizations behind it. But again, as a 15 year old girl, oh look, I'm sure she's been. She's been told that she has to have to do this, right? So I felt bad for her to a be put in that situation, yeah. and then b have to go on that stage. To me, it would have been easier if they just said, "Look, you can't compete." Right. But then for her to have to compete, knowing that she's one of the tops in the world, but now everybody is basically watching you to want to fail. Yeah. Um, that to me was was a sad story on that part of it. Because these athletes go through a lot just to get to that. Point. Oh, I know they do. And Look, we, like that's been one of the things that we've been stressing throughout. You know, when just before the Olympics to now, it's like just support these athletes. And with with Russia, that's just constant. It's just constant. Like I don't believe anything they do that wins. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm rooting for their hockey team to get crushed. In the gold medal, because I'm not sure that they're not doing it. <laughs> you, 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 you know, could, you, you, you listen. Where there's smoke, and, we've said it many times on the show. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah, and, and you look at these young athletes, and it, it, especially you know, figure skating, gymnastics. You know, they they're all you know susceptible for these coaches, and you know the. The country is putting so much pressure on it that this is what you have to do. You need to take this so that we can win. Yeah. So, you know, this is this is stuff that, you know, the Olympics need to get a hold of and and really say, you know what, next time you can't your country can't be part of it. So we criticize Major League Baseball and how they they've blundered so many oh, this, things. The Olympic Committee is just as bad, right? If not worse. The Olympic committees are, they're horrible. They're one of the worst to ever do it. Let's uh medal counts. Norway 34, ROC at 27, Canada at 24, USA at 21. Norway has broken the record for most golds in the Winter Olympics. Yeah. Some struggle here with the United States. And Alexa decided to stop she decided she wanted to chime in. <laughs> I don't blame her. Everybody's got something to say about it. Right. So uh, any other stories in the Olympics that you wanted to discuss real quick? Oh, um, Goo? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I can't remember her first Data, name. Eileen. Eileen Goo. Um, born in San Francisco. Yeah. 
American Dad. Not the cartoon, but yes. Um decided to, you know compete for China. Compete right? for China. And she ended up getting two golds and a silver. Yeah. First, um, first I saw the interview. I saw the interview with it. Like, if she doesn't remind me of like the female version of Spicoli from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, I don't know who does. But it's so endearing because she's like she's an eighteen-year-old kid, and it, it's funny when she's talking. She's like, "Oh, I'm so tired," <laughs> but she's still rattling on, yeah, yeah. and she's so giddy about winning these medals and. It's just, it's just a nice story, you know, and, you know, for, you know, people probably complaining, oh, she should have, she should have, you know, competed for the United States. Well, maybe she didn't make the team. Yeah. Again, it's like, we don't know the situation. You have the right to choose, which is great. So, you know, decided to go that route. It, It Look, at the end of the day, it's, you put the athletes on in these positions and if, if the United States doesn't put better athletes, that's not that's on I, her. You know, I go through this and I'm like, I don't care what country they're from. If it's a yeah. great story, it's a great it's story. Yeah. And again, you'll always get some of those out of the Olympics. I'm glad you're uh, really having an opportunity to watch it and, and give us some of that Olympic knowledge as well. Not only yes. hockey, Olympic. I mean, he may not be as good on the pick and roll and the triple plays, but listen, his oh NHL and his Olympic knowledge, spot on. And you're dreaming. Because I'm, I'm, I'm always got the right list, especially pick and rolls. Spot on. Once again, if you enjoy what you're watching, you still got more. Oh my god, more Olympics, more Olympics. No, the fact that Canada and the United States are not fighting for a medal in men's hockey, Um, Sweden and Slovakia would be playing for that, that bronze. And Finland, we hope Finland wins to get gold. Um, but there's some other great stories. Um, let me start off with Aaron Jackson won the gold in the 500 meter. Now, the only reason why she got gold in that is because Brittany Bow backed out so that way she could compete. Oh, wow. And then she turns out to win the gold. Wow. That's a great How thing. is that? Yeah, that's really how is crazy. that with with Brittany Bow being such a great sport, and then she gets rewarded by winning bronze in the one thousand meter. Excellent. That was her first medal that she's won. So that was a great story. I loved it. I loved it. Uh, Canada beat the USA for the women's hockey gold. Three two. Lindsay. What you called? Yep, Lindsay Jacobellis won gold in the women's snowboarding cross. Don't ask because I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why it's called cross. Um, she also won gold in the mixed team cross with Nick Baumgartner. So she won a couple of golds. Awesome. So, and of course, the U.S. Won the silver in figure skating teens, which is great because usually, you know, it's, you know, like Russia always gets on top, yeah. which we know, you know. 
question. You know, but yeah. also like China had a great team. I watched some of that, and that Chinese team was phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, I've watched a lot of everything, a lot of skiing, a lot of a lot of everything, and curling. Yeah, which is yeah, some of the gold, uh, some of the medals are going for that soon as well. Uh, real quick, before we get off the Olympics, you had mentioned something during the hockey show. I thought it's pretty relevant with the women's hockey and some things you've, some chatter you've heard. Yeah, you wanted to fill us in on that. Well, the fact that only two teams have been vying for anything in women's hockey, Canada and the United States, which they were the finals. Um, there's talk that they might not have that anymore. So the next Olympics is crucial that other teams start competing a little better, not necessarily winning, but competing, yeah. not getting blown out like nine, nothing or nine, one or seven, one, yeah. you know, they have to compete or it's going to get taken away. It can't just be all about Canada and the United States in women's yeah. hockey, and they are completely dominating every other country. And there's only so long that it, that countries are going to invest in it. Yeah. So. Yeah. So once again, if you enjoy what you're watching, check us out every Friday night at 6 p.m. We are live. We're interactive. We're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. And that's 6 p.m. every Friday. Follow us on social media at Sports Unfolded on Facebook and Twitter at Broadcasting RI on Twitter. Sports underscore unfolded on Instagram. Don't have time to watch. Listen to us on our podcast on Amazon, Anchor, Google, and Spotify. If you're in Southeast Connecticut, check us out on SEC TV. That's public access channel 12. We are on on Tuesdays at 10 p.m. And it's just a rebroadcast of this show. If you enjoy it, check us out on Friday nights at 6 p.m. Also, if you'd like to join our Discord, join us on Discord as we post for Rhode Island Broadcasting, as we post for Sports Unfolded. Those sites are up there right now. You can join us on our Discord on Sports Unfolded. We post all of our polls and our our stats, our predictions, which are coming up next, all on there so you can follow us and actually get involved in that as well. If you'd like to sponsor the show, email us at RhodeIslandBroadcasting.media at gmail.com. Less than a cup of Starbucks coffee, we can have thousands of eyes on your business. And you'd be doing us a service as well because then we'd be able to do even more for Sports Unfolded. But, again, we appreciate all the fans out there and everybody that's tuned in. We're going to go to our prediction. Unfortunately, again, my computer is not cooperating today, so I can't bring it up. But we are tied, again, as usual. And at 61% so far for the season. So we're going to decide here on just four games, a lot of basketball not being played this week with the uh, All-Star game. But we're going to pick on February 20th, Team Durant versus Team LeBron. <laughs> I know you love All-Star games. That's why I put this in there for you, my friend. I'm, <laughs> are either of them playing? LeBron, maybe. Durant is not. I'm going to go Team LeBron. All right. I'll it go Team Durant. Me. It pains me. Bit. Pains me. All right. And it's I will pick. Fair. 
I will pick first on this one so that we'll mix it up. On 224, Boston Celtics at the Brooklyn Nets. I'm going Brooklyn. Is that the first game back? Yes. I'm going to go Boston. All right. All right. All right. You pick this one first. 218, the Florida Panthers at the Minnesota Wild. Going to go Florida. Florida. I'm going Minnesota. You do that. Third highest scoring team in the NHL, Minnesota Wild. Yep. And they're at Who's home. second in one and number one? Probably Florida. Carolina. <laughs> 220. Carolina at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Penguins. I'm picking this one first. I am picking first. I am going Carolina. They let me down before. I feel like they're going to take care of me this week. Oh, man. I'm going to go Pittsburgh. Oh, we got four different games this week. So we can either go two and two and be tied again, or something will change this week. <clears throat> This could be the week that finally starts to have you wear a Montreal Canadian No, I don't think so. Hat. This is the week. So. so, once again, thanks for watching us. As we the, the, look, the fact that that I just went with LeBron and Sidney Crosby. I told you, if you ugh, can change, ugh. I can change. We can all change. That's what this show should have been called. Yes, we should have titled it that. <laughs> That might be one of the next ones. We all could change. We can all change. I love Rocky. So how we normally finish our show, we do our final thought. Doesn't necessarily have to be about anything sports related. It can be about anything going on in the world today. I would break you. Yeah, I must break you. (laughs) (laughs) You can't win, Rock. All right. Uh, So you're up first this week. Throw in the towel. (laughs) Final thought. Final thought. Oh, a final thought. Uh, you have me caught off guard here. Ah, you got Rocky on your brain. Yes, I do. I do. So, um, look, it's it's that time of the year where we're transitioning from basketball and hockey to baseball. Jeez. Well, guess what? You better start looking at other leagues because it doesn't look like baseball is coming back anytime soon. So I know there's other football leagues coming. Yes. There's also, you know, WNBA. Yeah. It is now time for the WNBA to get the spotlight and take it away from baseball. Wouldn't it be just wonderful if the, the women's league surpassed Major League Baseball 2, that would be a welcoming sight because there's a lot of great basketball to be played by by the women in this country and in other countries joining in to make a strong league. This could be the year that the WNBA busts out and get the recognition that it deserves – because you're not going to be- find better fundamentals in basketball. Agreed. Period. They Agreed. have better fundamentals than than the NBA players. Great. Great call. So my final thought, 
not sure if you know who Myrtle Millage is of Mexico, Maine. But she is known as the oldest Patriot, New England Patriot fan. She was 106 years old. Oh, she I'm passed not. away peacefully on Tuesday. As again, the, the the oldest known New England Patriot fan. I know who you're talking about. So she was actually recognized by the team earlier this month. Received a jersey that said 106 on it. During um, 2019, she was actually part of the parade and, and was uh, able to yep. do that. Us being uh, from the New England area, us being Patriot fans, sad to lose uh, Myrtle uh, at 106. But she got to see some great football the last few years uh, here with New England. Uh, six titles. So I'm sure from a standpoint, she's been a fan. She was 40 years old when the team was founded. Oh, my so she's been around uh, and had seen a lot of Patriot football, and it was just great for her to get to see six championships uh, recently. But uh, obviously her family wished them condolences. I just thought it was a great start because when we talk about sports and being loyal to a team, that's loyalty. Regardless of how bad they were back in the day, how long it took them to win a championship, she stuck by them yeah. to the very end. And uh, just a great story about sports and sports in general. Be a fan. Enjoy your teams regardless yeah, of that, if they win or that, lose. That reminds me, and it's such a great point you said. Um, it reminds me of when I started watching football, like really started watching. I remember the NHL went on strike. And I started watching Patriot games. And I believe, you know, they were terrible back then. And, you know, but I started getting to know the game. And it was, it was refreshing to see, you know, a game where there was some aggression and there was some skill and there was, you know, the heart and, you know, all of yeah. those things, those elements that were big part of hockey was also in football and it got me to like the sport that I didn't give much time to. Like I was always, you know, Red Sox fan, Bruins fan, and even occasionally, you know, Celtics, yeah. you know, back then, especially eighties, you know, but I got to see the game more because I didn't have hockey to watch yeah. and I watched something and football seemed to be that and it developed fast for me because it had all those elements that I'd like to see in hockey is also there in football, totally different game, but yeah. those, those things were And the funny there. thing is it correlates to your final thought. There's going to be something out there for those baseball fans that yeah. saw all they really wanted to watch. Take your right. time. Stop watching some other stuff. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. We will be back on Friday uh, at 6 PM. We're excited as always to bring you, all of our sports that we can unfold. So I am yes. excited to to do this show with my main man right there. There we go. Ron. We are over well over a year now, so I'm excited about that as well. We are going to continue to to do this show and grow. Uh, but we will see you next week, fans out there that have watched live. Thank you for those uh, Manny. Thanks for joining in tonight. And then any fans that are going to watch afterwards, we we hope to see you follow us afterwards. Absolutely. Peace. Take care, everybody.